Hello and welcome to episode 20 of CFFC, A Tactical View. My name is Chapin Zeal. I appreciate you joining me today. If you haven't done so already, I would greatly appreciate it if you could go and leave a rating and a review. If you leave me five stars and a review, I will read it out here on the podcast and give you a personal shout out. Unfortunately, no new ones this week, but I know episode 21 will be the one that I get to read out another five-star review. So right now we are going to look back at August 13th where the Chicago Fire took on the Philadelphia Union out in Philadelphia. And unfortunately, we are going to be discussing a 4-1 fire loss. So looking at the lineup, usual usual suspects, it is Gaga and Goal, Sekulich at right back, Pineda next to him, Shehos and Navarro out at left back, Federico Navarro and Gaston Jimenez as your holding midfielders, Jairo Torres, Shakiri and Mueller across your more attacking midfielders, and Kasper Shabilko in at the number nine, taking on his former club. So the action gets started pretty quick in the second minute. Philly has some good passing, and they cut through the fire fire defense. Get in 1v1 with Gaga. He goes down to the ground and ends up making a save. It was It ended up getting called offside. But regardless, it was a great save from from Gaga to especially so early in the match. Again, only two minutes in, and and <clears throat> Philadelphia are putting some pressure on on him, and he was up to the task on this occasion. So ten minutes later, then in the twelfth minute, the Fire win the ball and they play it back to Gaga. He plays a long ball out along the left hand sideline. Miguel Navarro is able to get up, get his head on it, and head it over to Shehos. He played it forward to Shabilko right around midfield in the left-hand channel, and he headed it out wide left to Shakiri along the left-hand sideline. In there, in the fire attacking half, he dribbled forward and attacked, crossed into the penalty box to Shabilko making a run at the far post. And he heads it down into the center to Jairo Torres, who gets a decent shot away, but unfortunately it was it was straight at the keeper. And it squirted out for a second, and Mueller followed it up, but he was unable to get a shot to it, and the Philadelphia keeper was was able to collect the ball at that point. So then rolling ahead just a few minutes into the 15th and 16th minute, Philly were able to win the ball in the Fires attacking half, and they quickly played four passes from their defensive penalty box into their attacking penalty box. The attacker received the ball right around the edge of the penalty box, and he pulled it back to send Federico Navarro past him, who was trying to get back defensively. And Gaga stepped up off his line. And Philly put a nice curler past Gaga's right to put them ahead 1-0 in the 16th minute. So basically in the in the build up to it, the fire were were pressing high in it in the attack as they do with their with um Miguel Navarro and Sekulich. They like to get up high. And unfortunately when they turned it over 
they were caught out a little bit. So on the second pass, uh, Maurizio Pineda stepped forward to to press the receiver, and they were able to play a nice nice ball past him to get it out to the fire's wide right, and Shehos went out to defend that uh, that pass, which was the third pass. So essentially, it uh, they ended up splitting the the fire center backs and left acres of space right there in the midfield. For the attacker to run into, and Federico Navarro did his best to get back to recover, but unfortunately, he he was he was not quite up to the task. And um, Philly were again able to go ahead one nil there. So then, just uh, about ten minutes later, in the twenty seventh minute. The Fire are in possession along the left-hand sideline in their attacking half. Mueller plays it inside to Shabilko, plays it back out to Mueller, who who then plays it to Shakiri, who is right on the left-hand sideline. Mueller cuts inside and makes a run to the end line and receives a through ball from Shakiri. He beat a defender right along the end line, put a cross up to the far post, Sekulic was on the end of it. He collected it, took a shot, but unfortunately it was blocked. It rolled to Shabilko then, uh, right around the penalty spot, who took a shot that was saved by the keeper, and it went out for a corner. And on that ensuing corner, Jairo Torres got fouled on the left-hand side of the pitch just outside of the penalty box. Shakiri stepped up for the free kick, but unfortunately it went off target. So it's mainly since Mueller has has joined the joined the team, he and Shakiri have have really built up a good relationship out on the left hand side. So it's no surprise to to see them having having good build up to to create some some opportunities. Unfortunately, none of them found the back of the net. So then in the 36th minute, Shehos conceded a corner. He was trying to shield the ball out of bounds, but uh, the ref saw that it went off of him last. So then on that ensuing corner in the 37th minute, uh, it went to the far post and Sekulic was unable to clear the ball. Philly got a, got a weak header away uh, from the edge of the box. And Gaga had a had a bit of a mishap here, and I I that's a bit of an understatement. But he goes up, grabs the ball, has it in his hand, and as he is stepping backwards, the ball hits the crossbar. He ends up dropping it, and Philly knock it into the back of the net to go up to nil. Now. As I don't necessarily blame them, but in the circumstance, I you would like to see maybe they would they would uh, step up and protect a little bit. But as Gaga was grabbing it, and again at that point you think it's in safe hands, but given the circumstances, given the situation, how he was uh, again he had stepped forward as as the ball um made it to the the Philly attacker and on the header he was stepping back caught it knocked it off the crossbar and at that point all fire players around uh, around him were were flat-footed and just watching and the Philly 
Philly player was the first one to it. So if if not saying that they could have prevented it, but potentially if if they were a little more alert at, in that moment, there could have been a, a slight possibility anyway of keeping that uh, out of the back of the net. So then rolling into the second half in the 48th minute, uh, good. There was uh, the fire had good passing and interplay on the left hand side as usual. Once again with Mueller and Shakiri, it ends up with Mueller at the end line, and he chips it towards a penalty spot. Jimenez was there, but unfortunately his header was straight at the keeper and an easy save. So then, uh, coming out of that save. In the 49th minute, Federico Navarro was able to win the win the ball back in the Fire's attacking half just on the right-hand side. And he passes to the center to Shakiri, who receives it about 30 yards out, plays a nice through ball to Mueller inside of the penalty box. On the left-hand side, he takes a right-footed shot to the far post, pass the keeper to cut the deficit in half, Fire 1, Philly 2, so... I've I've sung his praises multiple times in the past, um, but but Federico Navarro he is he is definitely definitely a a big time player for the Fire. He he's he's in there making tackles. He's in there intercepting the ball. He he gets the ball moving forward quickly. He hustles back defensively. To cover for center backs, to cover for Sekulich when he's when he's pulled way up out of position. So, I am I am a a big fan of his, becoming more and more and more and more of a fan of his as the season goes on. So then, just a few minutes later, in the fifty third minute, the uh, Philadelphia have a throw in. The fire win it, but un- unfortunately they turn it over immediately, and it goes back to Philly's keeper. He plays a long ball along the fire's left-hand side, and Miguel Navarro goes up, wins the header, but unfortunately Philadelphia was able to win possession back right there, about 10 yards inside of their attacking half, right in the middle. They play a through ball uh, that I'm assuming was they were trying to work out to the fire's left-hand side, but unfortunately, Shehos got his toe on it and just knocked it into the attacker's path right down the middle. He got in 1v1 with Gaga inside of the penalty box, and that initial attempt was saved, but the ball spilled back out into, into a dangerous area. And a a follow-up attacker was able to chip the ball up over Gaga to put, to put the fire up, or to put Philadelphia up 3-1 over the fire there in the 53rd, 54th minute. So a, a unfortunate, un, it's, it's, <laughs> it was a big issue with the fire in this match. They would they would get they would intercept the ball or make a tackle, make one or two passes and turn it right back over. So they they seemed, especially in the first half, they seemed very out of sorts. I don't know if they weren't uh Philadelphia were were pressing all over the field, so I don't know if that really had them had them off off uh, kilter, off you know, off balance or whatever, but they that was more or less in my opinion that was the story of this match. 
um, that even though even though the fire had more had more overall possession it wasn't it wasn't outstanding overall in turn uh fire had 56 compared to philadelphia's 44 i don't feel like there were many spells of quality possession um other than the goal other than a couple of opportunities in the first half second half they they didn't really really show much much danger in terms of in terms of going forward. So then into the 66th minute you have a triple substitution. Uh John Duran comes on for Shabilko and Brian Gutierrez comes on for Jairo Torres which shifts Mueller out to the right-hand side and Gutierrez to the left. And then finally, Fabian Herbers comes on for Gaston Jimenez, who uh, just a couple of minutes earlier had pulled up holding his right hamstring, and he w- ended up getting carried off on a stretcher. You could tell that he was he was in uh, pretty immense pain, and I feel to be carried off on a stretcher, you would you would definitely have to be have to have to be in some serious pain. So then in the 79th minute, Shakiri came off and uh, Casas Jr. came on to, to fill in into that uh, number 10 role in the, there in the center mid, center midfield position. So that just goes to show um, how much action the, the, the fire had. In the second half is I just talked about four of their substitutions that happened uh, 13 minutes apart, so not a whole lot of action for the fire in the second half, but in the 82nd minute, Philadelphia are in possession in their defensive half. They play a long ball over the top on the fire's left-hand side. Once again, Miguel, uh, Miguel Navarro wins the header, heads it down to Federico Navarro, but he ends up turning the ball over right at midfield. Uh, kind of center right, kind of in that right channel area. Philly ended up winning the ball and attacking down the center, played the ball out to the Fire's left-hand side uh, to an overlapping run. They played a low cross into the center of the penalty box about six yards out. Took a shot into the right-hand corner of goal, low pass Gaga to put Philly up 4-1 in the 82nd minute. And that's more or less all of the action and all of the excitement that happened in the match. Uh, once again, the fire lose 4-1 to to Philadelphia. So overall, in terms of the scoreline, uh, quite disappointing, obviously, to go down 4-1. But realistically, I, I didn't have extreme high hopes for this match. I know the fire beat them. Earlier in the season, 1-0, but Philadelphia also went down to 10 men in that match, and it was it was at home at Soldier Field. So I think that definitely, definitely made an impact uh, in that match, and uh, Philadelphia being, being on the roll that they're on currently, uh, top of the East and at home, after losing earlier in the season, I, in my opinion, they they definitely wanted to come out and prove something to the fire, and they most certainly did. 
So just a couple of quick notes from that. Uh, once again, Gaston Jimenez came off with a right hamstring injury at the time of recording. I have not seen any definitive news on how long he would be out, if he would be out. Um, so that is something to keep your eye on and see where he will be at for the upcoming match against NYCFC. Um, but one other thing to look out for with Jimenez is at one point during the match, I didn't, I didn't make note of the time or really break it down or anything just cause it's, it's, I don't like this type of, this type of play, but he, he blatantly stomped on a Philadelphia player's foot. The ref, the ref didn't see it VAR. I don't know the exact rules in that moment. Um, I would assume they could probably look at it and, and deem it a foul. And I mean, I don't know, potentially a red card, um, again, it was a, a blatant stop or stomp during a, a free kick that Philadelphia had. So I don't know if he will end up getting suspended for that, but I suppose if you are going to be facing a suspension, being injured at the same time isn't necessarily, isn't necessarily the worst time to, to face that suspension. So definitely a boneheaded play by Jimenez. Not sure what he was thinking. I, again, at the time of recording, I haven't heard or seen anything about a definite suspension, but I would imagine one will be, will be coming. So as I had stated earlier, the fire out possessed, uh, Philadelphia 56 of 44. They ended up completing more passes than Philadelphia even attempted, but Philadelphia were just more clinical and they were able to get more shots away. Um, and really, again, from the second minute, really be put in, put in the fire under a lot of pressure, uh, both offensively and defensively. They had more tackles, more interceptions. Um, they, they, even though they, passed fewer times and possessed less than the fire like I was saying last week in the in the preview that when they get the ball they go forward so they don't they don't possess um overall I think that's right around their average on the season I want to say it's 42 to 46 area that they possess uh on the season so that's right in their average range but again, they they get the ball and they go forward. They do not they do not hesitate, and they are very good defensively. They were, and I believe they still are, the number one um, defensive team in the in the league. So it was going to be a tough challenge again, especially with them being at home and having their having their support behind them. Which, if you didn't watch the game. You didn't watch the match. It was I. I absolutely love where where Philadelphia Stadium is. I believe it's right on the Delaware River. Um, I believe they said during the commentary, but the stands on the side of the river are nice and low, so you can see out. You know, from the from the television angle, you can see the river during the day, and it's just a gorgeous view. So. Definitely, definitely a uh, a stadium that maybe one day I will be able to go visit. 
So that is the looking back, unfortunately, at the Fires' loss. So now we will look ahead to the Fire taking on New York City FC. Sunday, August 21st, kickoff at 5.08. It is on uh, ESPN Plus and WGN-TV. And this one will be taking place at SeatGeek Stadium in Bridgeview due to scheduling conflicts with the Chicago Bears up at Soldier Field. So looking at New York City, they are sitting in uh, sitting at third in the East on 42 points. They have the best the best scoring record uh, in the East with 46 goals. But the good news is is they give away quite a few goals. Um, 30 on the season so far. Chicago have given up 34. The obviously the big difference there is the is the goals for the Fire have only scored 28, which is tied for the lowest in the East. Is been is been one thing I've been saying all season is if you if you want to win win matches you got to score goals, and hopefully the Fire. The Fire are able to find the back of the net a few times in this match. So. New York got us earlier in the season uh, with a 1-0 victory um, back on May 22nd. A couple of things to take from that match is that one was played in in, out in New York, so it was an away match for the Fire. And the lone goal in it was a 23rd-minute penalty. So... With with New York coming into town, into Chicago, um, hopefully the with the home team behind them, just like Philadelphia did to to the Fire last week, the Fire will have something to prove and and really come out with their with their heads screwed on properly, and and really really show New York um, how how they how the Fire are able to play. And not give away give away cheap penalties and and that end up losing losing the match for you. So the they are a very aggressive team though. They they average a lot of possession. They average fifty seven on the season and when they have the ball a lot of their passes go forward and they pass the ball successfully. So it will it will definitely be a difficult match. They have 12, 12 clean sheets on the season. Um, so they are, even though they've given up 30 goals, they still are quite defensively sound. It's, it's, they give up, they don't give up a ton of goals, but in the matches that they give up goals, they they give up they give up two, they give up four, they give up two, two, uh, so four. So they in the matches they give them up, they give up a handful. Three the their last three matches, they've given up nine goals. So they're right now they're they're leaking goals. So I would say if there's any point to to play them right now uh is not the worst time for the fire to be playing them who are who are even though the fire have won some matches 
quite a few matches recently. They are still struggling to find the back of the net. They need they need Shabilko firing. They need uh, Mueller, Shakiri, Torres needs to start finding the back of the net. So definitely a match that, in my opinion, it is not not inconceivable to to see the Fire winning it. But again, they're going to have to come out and, and really play tough. Um, one thing I, I am curious to see is to see how they line up because, again, no matter what with Jimenez, I don't expect him to be playing either due to injury, suspension, or both. So the formation, I would have to imagine, is going to be shuffled a little bit. Uh, considering Pineda is filling in for Carlos Tehran, who is filling in for Wyatt Amsberg. So you're, you're pretty thin there at, at center back. So I, I have been curious anyway about the formation all season. And now that this is, this is more than likely an inevitability, an inevitability with Jimenez. It'll be interesting to see if if um, Ezra Hendrickson does anything to shuffle it up. I would my preference with the with the players that the Fire have. I could see maybe a couple of different formations happening. Um, potentially a four three three. With um, Federico Navarro as a lone holding midfielder. And you could you could potentially shift uh, Torres to play alongside alongside Shakiri as attacking midfielders and put Gutierrez on the left wing and Mueller on the right wing and then have have Shabilko or Duran filling in as as your number nines. Um, you could also do which Philadelphia came out in a four four two diamond which is your usual four center backs, and then your four midfielders are literally playing in a diamond formation. So you would have, you would have uh, once again, Federico Navarro playing as your lone holding midfielder, and then uh, Mueller and Torres filling in as your, your midfielder, your right and left midfielder. With Shakiri playing a little bit higher than them in a number ten role, with then um, Duran and Shabilko playing as as your strikers, so um, Philadelphia was doing it quite a bit in their build up. But Mueller and Torres would just play up a little bit higher, and it would in attack it would more or less look like a four one three two. But then they also have that ability to drop in uh, uh, kind of alongside Navarro and help defensively. So, again, it'll be interesting to see how he comes out. I don't know. Maybe he'll stick with the 4-2-3-1 and have Fabian Herbers be just stepping in for Jimenez. Um, I personally, once again, would like to see maybe, not saying that it hasn't been working, but maybe just a different formation that you can always adjust at halftime, uh, worst case scenario, and bring Herbers on and and shift the shift the formation back to the four two three one. So once again, though, don't forget, 
Um, I guess let me go over where the fire are sitting. I talk so much about where uh, NYCFC are sitting in the in the table. Going into last week's match against Philadelphia, uh, the Fire were sitting in in seventh place, just above the playoff line. But unfortunately, with the the loss against Philadelphia there um, and most other results not going the Fire's way, they have dropped down to 12th, but not a terrible position to be in. Considering 5th through 13th place are only separated by 5 points. So with 9 matches to go, um, it's not not the worst spot for the Fire to be sitting in. And a lot of those matches are... Are gonna be, they are important matches. You've got, you've got third place New York, second place Montreal, um, New England, Miami, Montreal again, Charlotte, Cincinnati, New England, which those are all teams. So New England is sitting in sixth, Columbus is in fifth, Cincinnati is in ninth, Miami in eighth, Charlotte in tenth. So they are all matches that that each week they're going to be must wins if you if you want to if you want to have a shot at the playoffs and I I hope that they are able to keep up the the form despite this most previous loss um, they're able to keep up the form that they've they've had and and knock a few of those teams off and be able to climb up the table once again and get into a little bit of safety. But either way, it is going to be an exciting final nine matches, final couple of months of the season. If you haven't been watching, get watching because it's going to be fun. Uh, a lot to play for here at the end, which is which is just how you want it. You want it to be exciting. You don't want... You don't want, uh, you know, 12 points at this place between 7th and 12th place. Um, so it's it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. Um, make sure you watch it. Once again, Fire taking on New York City FC. Sunday, August 21st, up at SeatGeek Stadium. Kickoff at 5.08. Go Fire!